You're listening to the Bookkeepers podcast sponsored by Go Proposal by Sage. I've been a student of value pricing for many years now. Understanding pricing has helped me to transform our firm's results and build a firm that can run without me. A key tool we use for pricing in our firm is Go Proposal. It allows us to build the price in person with the prospect and send out a proposal and engagement letter immediately, which has saved us hours from how we used to do it before. Not only that, but being able to create a standardized pricing system within the software means everyone on my team can use it freeing me up from being the bottleneck. If you're not using it already, I highly recommend you check it out. Just head to goproposal.com forward slash sign up for your free trial. Now over to the latest episode of the Bookkeepers podcast. Hi and welcome back to Bookkeepers Bootcamp. We are very excited to be speaking to Nicola Fallon from Virtual Accounts and Taxes today. Hi Nicola, how are you? Hi Zoe, I'm good thanks. Thanks for inviting me, it's good to be here. Oh, I know, it's amazing. (laughs) We're really excited, we're really excited to share some stories and insights from bookkeepers and people in our community about how they're marketing themselves, how they're being more visible, how they find like what actually works as well. So I'm really, you know, I know you've been on a journey with marketing and social media. So do you do you want to start by telling us a little bit about your business? Yeah, so I run virtual accounts and taxes. We're based in Worsley in Salford, just outside of Manchester. Um, we do digital online um, accounting, so everything from bookkeeping, payroll, back returns all the way through to the end of year compliance work. So we do self-assessment tax returns and corporation tax returns as well. So Nicola, I mean, how long has your business uh, been running for? So I launched back in September 21, so 14 months now. Wow, 14 months, that's amazing. So so give us a bit of background about Nicola. You know, how did bookkeeping find you? Okay, so um, I'm from from a corporate finance background, so I've worked in corporate finance for 27 years. Um, Company that I worked for, which probably would have stayed there forever, got taken over by a big American company, and so I got made redundant. I thought, right, okay, I don't really want to go back into corporate life. I'm at that time of my life where, um, like, illness affects me, so I've got an underactive thyroid. Uh, I'm also... 49 now, I was 48 last year when I, when I was thinking about this. Um, so I'm going through the perimenopause and just going back into corporate life just didn't suit, suit me at all. So I wanted to set up on my own and work for myself. Um, I was looking around, because I worked in payroll mostly, uh, I've got a big payroll background doing global payrolls. Um, I was looking around of what what I could do to set up like a bu- my own bureau and I noticed that other people in the area were doing bookkeeping uh, and that's how my bookkeeping journey started so the lady oh. on the so I was looking at what other people in my area were offering uh, and one of the ladies who actually lives on the estate where I live so it's a new housing estate she worked at ideal schools as a tutor and that's Esther so I think a lot of the community will know who Esther is and she lived a couple of streets away from me so yeah so I think it was fate that brought me to <laughs> ideal schools in the ICB and the bookkeeping world. Wow that is fate oh my goodness so um wow so your neighbor helped you decide and you're and I love that that you looked around and saw what other people were doing and because we don't know do we we don't know what's out there and obviously you've had this wealth of experience 
but it still doesn't mean we know all the steps to become a business owner. Um, so, so you had this experience, you started studying. How long was your study journey? 12 months. So I did my 12 exams in 12 months through the ICB. So that was working all the way through uh, level two, level three and level four. And I wanted to get them all done and dusted before I actually launched the practice. Um, and it really just to give me a bit of time to decide whether that's what I really wanted to do. But then <laughs> the studying was the easy part. I hope this is what I say to everybody. <laughs> you just <laughs> learning the technical side. To me, that's that, that was the easy bit. At the time, it didn't feel easy. It, it, there were really difficult exams and it was really tough time studying and, and still working as well. Um, but then launching a business, that's just a whole new level. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I think, and Joe and I talk about this a lot, like, we're really good at doing the technical part of it, like, once we've got that confidence, because we're like, okay, I've passed my exams, I do know what I'm doing, we've got that confidence, but then we're in this whole new world where we think I'm going to be just doing some bookkeeping for some people, but then you've got this whole business, this structure, and all this admin that needs to happen behind the scenes, and different systems that you need to learn, and um, we don't realise that, because that's not the bit we study for, is it? No, absolutely not. But I was fortunate enough to find you guys back in oh. uh, March 2021. And uh, obviously I joined your programme. I did the success programme and I did that before I launched as well. And everything I learned in that programme um, helped me to launch the business and hit the ground running, really. That's amazing. Thanks, Nicola. Uh, we didn't ask Nicola to say that. <laughs> um, but, <laughs> something I'd really love to know. So when you were doing your studying and you were thinking about finding clients and originally you thought you were going to start a payroll bureau and then you thought, no, I actually can do more bookkeeping here. Um, how did you think you were going to find clients in that very first moment of start thinking about starting your business? I thought it would be word of mouth more than anything because I was I was already on LinkedIn because of the corporate life, so I had a lot of corporate contacts. And my very first client was um, somebody that I used to work for. Um, so I just thought it, it would like roller coaster from there, I, I, and I'd get referrals straight away. And but it, it took a good while for people to realise what I was doing, even though I thought I was posting every day and people were seeing it, people just weren't seeing everything that I was posting. Mm. So although I thought it was going to be word of mouth and I'd get referrals, and that's how my husband's self-employed and he's got a lot of contacts as well. So I thought I'd probably get a few clients down that route, but none of that happened. And as you as you guys know, it took me a good six months to get any traction with, with getting new clients. And that was me constantly posting. I, I did LinkedIn, I did Facebook. I did Instagram in the first six months. <clears throat> and I, I mean, I, I probably posted the same kind of content across all the three, the three different platforms, which I know people say you shouldn't do, but that's just me. All, all my uh, posts are authentically me and I want to be authentically me on each platform. I don't want to be different on each platform. And if, if I repel people that don't want to work with me, then all the better. I want to work with people that are my kind of people. Oh, I love that. So, um, oh, there's loads of questions here. But so you said it it took about six months to get the traction. What do you think was the thing that happened after six months that changed things for you? Why did you start getting clients at that point? I think it's just um, people started noticing it more. Um, I think the more you post, the, the more people see. Um, and it's the algorithms, isn't it? So. 
<laughs> if if you're getting um, people commenting or sharing or liking stuff, it gets published out to more people. So you've just got to be consistent. That, yeah. that's that's the main thing. The consistency's got to be there. Even though if you if you feel like you're repeating yourself or oh my god, people are gonna get fed up with me and keep posting the same thing. It, it's not true because the people now saying, Oh, I didn't realise you did this. I'm like, but you're on my Instagram page. I post about it all the time. <laughs> why, why did you not know? <laughs> it's 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 really. I mean, I've I've had it as well, and I've been you know posting over 20 years, and people go, "What is it that you do? I don't really understand." And but some people don't, and that's and that's fine. And some people aren't interested as well. But when they need it, they it will be that seed would have been planted. And, you know, not everyone needs it in that first six months. Not all these people would have needed it. But when they do, they'll come to you. What I love, I remember the first time, and I think what an impact you made was, I remember the first time I saw your brand, your logo, your name, you know, it's VAT, but virtual accounts. And, and I was like, oh my God, that's brilliant. How did you, how did you do that? What was the thought process be behind the name and the brand? Yeah, so it was my brother actually who came up with my name. So he he runs his own business as well, and he's really good with words and he's quite creative. Um, so he came. He said you need something like um, like an anagram. He said, but uh, if you put the ampersand in, so V A anti, it's kind of away from V A and T, but it's it's sort of linked. So I thought that's absolutely fantastic. And we were at the ICB summit last week, and um, the lady from Green and Blacks. She mentioned something about the ampersand being in the middle. Yeah, so it can, it does work. So everybody try and get an ampersand in your name if you can, because <laughs> people remember it for some reason. I don't know where it is. <laughs> I love that. But then now that carries through everything you do. So whenever I see you, like you're you're probably wearing a branded t-shirt or sweatshirt now, and it just becomes like part of everything that people know about you like, i never forget your business name if i'm ever tagging you on instagram or something i know it just it just comes front of mind whereas there'll be other businesses and i'm like oh what's theirs called again you know and it's like it's really good because it's really got a very strong brand already only after 14 months yeah, of business. it's everywhere isn't it with me i, I like i wear the t-shirts now and, and the fleece but I, I always usually have the sign behind me um, yeah, and it, my logos on all my um, social media platforms yeah. as well. Yeah, so everybody knows Nicola Fallon is virtual accounts and taxes. Yeah. <laughs> did you invest in getting like professional support with the design part of that? I did. Yes. Yeah. So obviously, the name um, my brother came up with, um, but then I approached. Um, so everybody knows that I'm a really good music fan. <laughs> I've just been on tour with a band called the Slow Readers Club. And the lead singer of the Slow Readers Club is a graphic designer. And he designed my logo. Oh, I love <laughs> that. That's amazing. How did you feel about investing in something? Because I'm guessing it wasn't like, I think this is the thing. Like we see a lot of things as costs in our business. Um, how yeah. did you feel about spending the money on that design at that point? I think I, I needed to really, and it, and it worked. And I'm glad I did. At the time, it, it, was, it was expensive. It wasn't cheap. Um, he also designed my website for me as well. So I paid for both of those um, just before I launched. But um, I just think it was a necessary investment, really, rather than a cost. Think of it as an investment. And it's going to last. I'm not, I don't think, I'm not thinking about changing it at all. I've got it for a while now. I can't, I can't see me ever changing it because people know my brand now and know my logo. So 
I'm going to stick yeah. with that. So it, de- it was definitely a, a good investment for me. So let's, let's talk about confidence. I mean, so what I'm hearing there about the brand and the name, that gave you some confidence to get out there because not only had you built your confidence with your technical you know, skills and getting the qualifications, obviously you've got some experience from the past, but you're still new to business. There's still a new way of working. But um, do you think having a good logo, brand, identity helped you with that confidence to first get out there or was there still barriers to overcome? No, no, I definitely it did help get get out there. I, like I say, I, I was constantly on social media at first, um, posting all the time, doing videos, doing uh, reels on Instagram, doing that kind of thing. And I'm just I'm just living my brand. I'm just living my brand and my values. My brand is linked to my values, so I'm all about family and fun, um, honesty and simplicity. They're my values, and that's what I, I, I try and live. And I'm, I'm hoping that comes across on all my my contacts with everybody. I think it does. I, I mean, even things like getting your son involved in like some of the reels <laughs> and things like that, it's like showing, like, this is important to me, and this is how we work together, and like, it's going to be fun being part of this. And and also, think I like your strap line behind you, is it making tax simple? Making tax um, simple, yeah. So, like that simplicity is just part of everything around the messaging. So it's so obvious, like oh, you know, all the people who are thinking this is so complicated, I don't know what I need to do, and I really need some help. That's going to speak to them. So it, I yeah. think you've positioned it really well. Yeah, um, definitely. Nicola, how did you feel in those first six months when you were like, right, I've got to start showing up, and you were you were really dedicated, and you were posting every day on the platforms where you felt your clients would be. Um, how did you feel about posting online? I'm just thinking like before, when you're in your corporate role, <laughs> was that a natural thing to do? Did it feel, was it, or was it something you were like, I have to do this now to market myself? And how did you personally feel about getting yourself out there? Oh, I definitely had to force myself to do it. I absolutely hated it. I never watched anything back that I did. It was just <laughs> one take and posts because knowing the amount of people that were, were going to see it, I wasn't really... Um, I didn't want it to be streamlined or um, like edited or in any kind of way. So I was just just post and go, just post it, get it out there, that kind of thing. But I, I, I had to build myself up every time I did something live, for example, um, and especially doing the re- the reels. Um, so yeah, I found them really really difficult at first. But the more I think it's just practice. The more you do, the more comfortable you get with it, uh, and the better it is. Absolutely. So what would your advice be for someone in those very early days? Obviously, I just I like get it posted, like post and done and walk away. Don't watch it back. I I agree with all those things. But what I'm interested in about is I get that bit about the action. But what were you posting about or what where did you get your inspiration for reels or where did you get your inspiration for your posts or your videos? What was how did you do that? What advice have you got around that? Yeah, so I just tried to pick, when I first started off, it was current topics. So things around the budget, for instance, or um, anything around so self-assessment time, I would post around that and get your self-assessment in. It was I was just looking at what was in the news um, and, and what other people were posting. I say to other people, um, we need to get bookkeepers out there and if, if you're struggling of what to post, just come and have a look at what I post and post the same, but put it in your own words. I don't I don't 
I, I wouldn't be offended by that. I'd be quite flattered, to be honest, if someone thought something that I did was worthy of them resharing, but but not resharing, but putting it in their own words kind of thing. So I would get inspiration from other people. So I would like to be able to inspire others to do their posts as well. Uh, I love that. And that's so, and because that is part of our values, you know, the collaboration over competition and exactly what you said earlier, Nicola, is that, you know, we attract different people and, you know, you having your son and your dog and, you know, taking the mickey out of your husband, all of those things, things in your, you know, that someone might be watching that and be like, brilliant. And then someone else might be like, oh, I don't think she's my kind of accountant. I don't think I want that. You know, so everybody's different and that's fine. So when someone takes what you're, the content and puts it into their own way, it will come across different. It will be shown to their audience. And I love that you say that because that really that 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 shows the the values of our community. Um, and I think it's when you're starting off, it is difficult. So go and do some research and look and then think, well, how can I put this in my words with my spin on it? But you're still getting that. I, I love that. So what's your strategy at the moment? Now you're, you know, 14 months in. Um, when you get up every day, what what do you think about social media? When do you plan it um, or do you just do it? Willy nilly now that you're like such a pro. <laughs> such a pro. <laughs> no, so I do my social media planning every Friday morning. So we have um, the accountability sessions um, in the Success Lounge. So um, I spend a couple of hours planning what I'm going to post the next week. I don't schedule posts. I don't use any scheduling software. I, I know the days I'm going to post and I know what I'm going to post about. And on those days, I will post at a time that feels right. Um, on Instagram, for example, I, on that particular day that I'm going to post something there, I will scroll through the reels and see what's trending and then see if my post will fit into a trending reel. Um, so this, I have all sorts of different strategies now. But um, my next my next step now, I'm going to start writing a blog and repurpose the blog. So it's always been all about repurposing. <laughs> So that's my next strategy. So I've got I've got a Facebook group now as well. So I'm going to have to think as posts to go in there. And so I'm going to write a blog and I'm going to split it up into different posts. I can post in, in different ways across the different platforms. Because I'm also on TikTok now as well, which I'm really struggling with because it, it's just right, right off my head. But I'll get there. <laughs> Keep it's practicing. Really, it's really interesting. Um, Nicola, we've mentioned reels quite a few times. Can, for anyone who doesn't know what a reel is, can you just tell them what that is and why you're doing reels at the moment yeah so reels tend to get pushed out more on instagram and um, instagram likes to push video content out rather than static post so reels is um is a video with music attached but you can cheat you can put a still photo with the music attached <laughs> so if video is not your thing you don't want to show your face on there just add a couple of um like photos to to the real music but um yeah it's there's, there's there's funny reels as well so you can copy them so you'll see what what so the music will come up um and you can click on the music there's an arrow at the side and you can see what other people have put to that music and you can copy it and make it relevant to what you want to push out there love that and uh, i mean just to just to give show our support really and solidarity like we are we are trying TikTok at the moment as well and everything you do is a new learning curve like everything you have to learn how it works like TikTok is different it likes different kinds of content and it's not 
it's not the style that we've used before. So you've got to think, are my clients here? That's got to be like a really important consideration, hasn't it? And then, okay, what do my clients need to see here? Because you said about being authentically yourself on all platforms. Um, mm. And so it's like choosing which bits of me are right in this particular way. So, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, for finding clients on TikTok, I mean, obviously I've got a few employees now, two of my sons and my son's girlfriend all work for me, and they're obviously a lot younger than me, and TikTok is their platform. Um, they have a lot of friends that may be setting up in their own business, so I could attract clients through that way via, via TikTok. So it, it just depends what your target audience is, really, but you choose a platform that's right for you. I think I'm just on every platform. <laughs> Yeah, and that's that's interesting to know because then we have to like trial it and something we're doing this week during Bookkeepers Bootcamp is helping people understand the numbers behind what they're doing and what's actually working for them because we know that's it's so easy to spend all day scrolling social media and thinking I need to create something for this platform and then that not working for you. So um yeah. it's something everyone's got to tune into, but you don't know until you try it. So exactly, exactly. It, I'm, I'm saying about the time it takes to, to do if you're scrolling and scrolling, I, I would always say post before you scroll. Yeah. So you've got to give content before you consume it and and, and set yourself a timer because you could just get in, in a scroll hole and then and then you, you you just never post anything because you think, oh my god, my content's not going to be as good as this. Just yeah. get your content out there first and then do your scrolling and find things to comment on. Amazing. Um, Nicola, so we've, we've spoken about finding clients and being on the right platforms for our clients. Do you find clients on social media? How, how does that work for you? What kind of conversations start on social media? I do. So I've um, on LinkedIn, it tends to be referrals from my old corporate world. So that's where I find clients on LinkedIn. Um, on Instagram, it's small businesses that have just found me through like the hashtags that I've used it's more mainly local businesses because I use like the local towns names as, as my hashtags so I tend to come up in their feeds quite a lot if they're using the same hash hashtags um Facebook it's the groups the Facebook groups that I'm part of that where I'm getting most of my clients from so I'm in quite a lot of groups I'm quite um visible in some of the groups six figure bookkeeper club for one I've got quite a few clients through there so th the community for me in the Six Figure Bookkeeper Club has been second to none. I've, I've got quite a few clients that way. Um, so I, I do outsourcing for uh, other bookkeepers who maybe haven't got the level four qualifications. So I do the end of year stuff for them. Um, but I'm, I'm also in things like the Female Business Network. That's a great group for me at the moment. Um, and I've done master classes in like a social group. Um, called Pink Fizz so I've done um, a business startup masterclass in there so just getting in groups and trying having conversations with the people that run the groups and saying that look this is what I can offer I can offer you this for free and and that they just keep pushing your content out there then and sharing it and that's how I found clients that way. Oh my goodness you're such an inspiration because what you're proving here is that you don't have to no social media you don't have to be qualified you don't have to have run a business all those things you have done all those things very very recently what you do need to do is take action 
and I'm listening to you and I'm, I'm listening to you say things and I'm like, oh my goodness, you, you've done everything that we have said in our, <laughs> like, yes. <you> just, <laughs> it's so good, you're like, yes, yes, yes. I'm a good student, Joe. I'm a good student. <laughs> I listen, take notes and take action. You do, you actually are doing everything and that's why, and that is why you're getting results and it, it's amazing. So I think, you, and this is why we really wanted to speak to you, Nicola, because you are so new, but having such great results. And I think it, you know, I think people watch sometimes me and Zoe say that people might watch, you know, something that I'm doing and think, oh, well, it's okay for her because she's been hit. She's been doing this for such a long time. So yeah. then they already think there's like a disconnect and they're like, well, I can't connect with that. And so this is why it's so important that we bring you know, bookkeepers that are new to the field, that have just qualified, that have just got their practice license, to say it is possible, it is possible to get clients. We were having a conversation at the ICB Summit about the fact that you're just going to take on a really large client. I mean, how many clients do you have, Nicola? It's getting on for 90 now. Wow. And, um, we've got, I think, about 120 coming on board in January. I yeah. know it's mad, <laughs> and 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 this is so like Nicola. You are you know you are a beacon for those people that are looking maybe that they're you know they are um, at the point where they are thinking, oh, am I too old to start a business? I'm not a twenty whippersnapper, you know. I'm not good. I, I'm not in my twenties and doing TikTok, you know. And there's you like smashing it out of the park. Like what? Just get on with it. Just get on with it. Just do what they say and get on with it. And then look at all the clients you've got. I think so talking about that, talking about the fact that, you know, you're being vulnerable, really. I mean, there's a lot of vulnerability. You're putting yourself out there and lots of people would be nervous. And you've been vulnerable today. You've told us things about, you know, the reason for starting and um, and it's, it's not been easy, but you've done it anyway. Have you had anything really bad happen because you've been visible and put yourself out there? I've not had anything really bad. No, um, you get the odd comment. Like I did a post the other day with my special offer for so they put a comment on look. So it's still six hundred pound a year then. And I, normally I would rise to the bait and try and explain myself, but I just thought no, I don't want to work with you. So delete block. And he's never going to see anything like that again. And he's never going to be able to comment again. No, just, I just don't take it on board anymore. I just. I'm, I'm, well, gonna, I'm just going to carry on doing what I'm doing. Um, I'm, I know that a lot of people like the content that I'm putting out there. A lot of people want to work with me. So um, I'm glad that I'm repelling the people that, that don't want to work with me because I don't want to work with them. <laughs> I, absolutely. And do you know what? So, and that's the other thing I want to get across here that Nicola, not only is she new, not only is this something she's done later on and was nervous, but she's taken action, she's charging and making money a profit she's not going she's not selling these services cheap yeah her special offer for her lowest priced offer was 600 pounds a year yes but she, there's not there's not any she's not getting all these clients by charging like by the hour or by low like pricing herself so low she's achieving all of this and making money so yeah star student Nicola, absolutely gold star for you. It's a program. The success program did it all for me. I, I had a good start with that, didn't I? So 
Um, and obviously we've just been on the retreat as well. So I've just done the next level. So I've got lots more actions to do. So watch this space. <laughs> oh, I love, it. I love it. Oh, Nicola, thank you so much for chatting with us today. Really enjoyed learning about how you're raising your profile. I love seeing you on social media. I love it. And um, how can people connect with you so they can follow what you're doing and be inspired by you? So uh, on LinkedIn, I'm just on as Nicola Fallon. So you should be able to find me. There's not many of us there. And it's my same the same picture that I've got on every single <laughs> profile on every platform. On Instagram, it's virtual accounts and taxes. And on Facebook, it's Nicola Fallon or virtual accounts and taxes. Amazing. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you, everyone who's joined us. Um, thank you for all of your comments. And uh, we will see you for the next session. Take care. Bye. Bye. Don't forget to join us every week for the Bookkeepers podcast. For topical bookkeeping chat, why not join our free Facebook community, Six Figure Bookkeepers Club, or visit us at sixfigurebookkeeper.com.